You know, we spend a whole lot of time Thinking we living when we dead inside Telling people what we see Telling people what we heard But they're just lies because we're all deaf And we so, so blind So when I know the truth I'll tell it Tell the people, tell them I'ma get it No one wants to hear it, but I guess It's best that we go near it It's seeming to be very, very necessary I mean it and I'm on one So come a little closer, yes I'm on Son, holding with all my mind And I promise I ain't letting go Till I get what I ain't got No more we need a piece of mind Yeah, I lost it and now I'm looking for I feel like I got nowhere to go My days get dark and my nights get cold That's when I need you Welcome to Washington's most controversial, the most raw, unfiltered, uncut podcast. Hosted by Seattle-based Commander-in-Chief of Laughter, General Mutombo. Love from Washington State, USA. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the General Mutombo Uncut Show where we bring all these amazing people who have amazing, intriguing stories and they help us solve world problems. Today, I'm going to make it simple because today it's special. I brought again one of my very good friends who's been on this show before. She's no stranger on this platform. Her name is Puri from Canada, ladies and gentlemen. She's here. Ah, almost PhD. I know. She told me not to say it, but I'm going to say it. Not yet, not yet. (laughs) All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Miss Puri. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me on the show again. Ah, oh, welcome, man. There's a lot of things we got to talk about, and I have to bring professionals like you because this is. I have some topics that a lot of people right now, with the current uh, social and economic climate, uh, are very. Uh, they are going through it right now, and if I don't address it and I just come over here like a comedian and make people constantly laugh, I'll be really a naive and ignorant person. So I brought you today to discuss some topics that I've I've also experienced them myself because this is your area of expertise. I want to talk about anxiety today, Miss Beauty. What causes anxiety? What makes people anxious? What makes people... Because some people where I'm coming from, they don't take anxiety as a medical condition. They take it like, well, it's witchcraft or black magic or something. Mm. What is anxiety? What causes anxiety? And how can we help through anxiety? So first of all, we need to understand that anxiety is totally natural. It's a natural emotion. It's a primitive instinct. So when we talk about things like anger or anxiety or stress, these are uh, our primitive states. So when you think about when we were primitive men and women, uh, we were out there, uh, you know, in the jungle. And if there was like a saber toothed tiger running at us, we would know to do one of three things. Can you name that for me? Do you know what one of those three things would be? One, do not make any sudden movements. (laughs) Yeah. 
so we could freeze for sure. We might just freeze because okay. we might be so terrified. No. Absolutely. Number two, you could make yourself larger, like make create a frame, like make yourself feel like you're. That's how we were told as kids. Like when you see a snake, when you see an animal, create make yourself a more larger, like yes. like a like what you call like a peacock type of thing. Yeah. So if you try to intimidate, yes, uh, you know the the prey that's coming towards you. Yeah. That is called a fight response. Fight response. Okay. Okay. So that's a fight response. If we freeze up, that's a freeze response. Response. Okay. And then, and then the third one. You got one more to go. One that's more. Yep. Uh, it's a primitive instinct. It's a primitive instinct. Either you're gonna run and. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I sorry. I, 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 to run, okay. To me, I know coming from Africa. If I run, that's a suicide mission. I'll never <laughs> let. I'll never. The moment I show my back, it's over. So what I'm gonna do is gonna find. This is really stupid, but I'm gonna find a stone or something really to attack it with. So that's a fight response. So you're more someone who would gravitate towards a fight response. Yeah. But some people would just be so scared they would run away. They would. I can't leave. run. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so, so what they would do is they would just run. So okay. that would uh, that would be called flight. Flight. Okay. Okay. So okay. we got three Fs. Okay. okay? So okay. we got flight, freeze, and fight. Fight. Okay. Yes. Okay. So fight. Flight and freeze. freeze so yes. they're, they're called the three Fs. Uh-huh. And so when we're talking about fear and anxiety, because really anxiety comes from fear. Okay. You know, so yes. if we're scared, yes. if we're scared of something, then uh, how do people deal with that? Is well, some people don't want to show other people that they're scared. So, like you said, you might inflate yourself. Yes. You might try to intimidate people. You might be a bully. Yeah. And you might say, "Hey, you can't get to me. I'm tough." You know? Yeah. Yes. And so you might have that exterior, but inside you're scared as hell. But to others, you might show that you're not right. But yes. you inside there is that anxiety. Correct, correct. And then there's some people who show their anxiety, and then there's it's some loud people who on the outside. Exactly. Yes. So, so basically, what we need to know is that it's a natural, primitive instinct. Okay. And it it it, it is it is normal to feel that way in stressful situations. Yes. And situations where. There's there's a reason to feel anxious. Like for example, COVID nineteen. Oh, talk about is, it. Talk about this it. This is a reason to be scared. Of course, I mean I'm terrified to come to this. Any, any, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm yeah. telling you, things are not yeah. good here, and it's smoky right no. now in Seattle. It's really it's really bad yeah. in the air too. Continue, continue. Yes, it is. It is. Yes. I mean because you know there's a valid reason Correct. why people are scared, right? Very. But but what happens is. When that um, we have a certain chemicals in our brain, I'm just trying to make this simple. Yes. But basically, there's a stress hormone. It's called cortisol. Okay. And when we uh, when we are in a, a state of stress, then okay. we produce this uh, cortisol, and our adrenal glands, which is a part of um, you know in our system, yes. it gets drained. It gets depleted over time. If we if we end up being in a constant state of stress, okay. and then what ends up happening is that there's wear and tear okay. we get we feel burnt out so when we're younger we have more reserve we can handle stress more we can we have uh the ability to fight a little bit more i mean i remember growing up i i had a little bit more fight in me but as you get older yeah there's more stresses there's, there's more, more uh... and it just after a while people get burnt out and drained 
and mm-hmm. and this this is a natural thing especially when you over long periods of time mm-hmm. been uh, producing you know really extreme amounts of stress then what happens is that people develop medical problems like yeah. physiological problems so okay. it's not just like panic attacks i don't know if you've ever experienced a panic attack i have uh, I, i had uh experienced it a lot of times when I was younger because I was really terrified of my father okay we never got along since I was really young okay. so his presence whenever me and him and my mom were involved I was always like what is he going to do what is he thinking you know and yeah. and 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 sometimes when you do something expecting the best results then he backfires uh I always had a panic attack around that guy Okay. And so when you had a panic attack, can you describe what would happen in your body? Like how would you know you're having a panic attack? Like what My what breathing. Mom used to yeah. think I had asthma. My my breathing changed. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. my heart beat it faster. Yeah. And then yeah. there's just this sweat. There's this little yeah. sweat goes yes. behind your ear. Yes. Yes. And you're like, "What am I yeah. doing wrong? Your mouth gets dry." You're like, "Oh, Perfect. I don't know." Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Perfect. So that that is what we call arousal cues. Okay. So so sometimes we don't actually know. Oh my gosh, I am going through a panic attack. I'm actually having a serious problem here. Um sometimes our body knows before our brain that this this is this is an issue. Okay? Right? Because yes. we're we're so wound up in the problem that we don't even recognize that we've gone way too far. Correct. And so so yeah like you said the sweaty palms sometimes people get uh, clenched jaw yes. uh, tension uh, in different parts of their body so everyone's arousal cues are a little bit different so what i would tell all the listeners out there is that yes. pay attention to when you're in a situation that is a little bit uncomfortable yes or a little bit stressful or yep. you know you just are feeling like I'm going to I'm going to start getting anxious. Like this is not comfortable. It could be let's say you're visiting your in-laws. Yeah. It could be you're going to work. It could be anything where Peer you have pressure kind of to do things. Yes. Yeah, you just have the sense that you know what? Uh, I don't know about this, right? Yes. That is when you've got to do something about your anxiety because if you don't pay attention to these arousal cues, okay. Before you know it, you're going to get right into a flight fight freeze situation. Mm. Okay? Yes. And so that that's when trouble happens because what happens is the, our brain is very interesting. So we have a primitive brain which is at the back of our head. So if yes. you touch the back of your head, that is That's where we we have our limbic system which is okay. emotional memory is that's okay. where uh you know this ha- uh, you know these um kind of things happen or we have a, a, a organ in the body it's called amygdala yes or, and so amygdala, amygdala yeah i remember that uh-huh. so we we call it amygdala hijacking as psychology okay. people and we say that when we're in a, a state of stress or panic then our our amygdala gets hijacked and what ends up happening is it ends up taking over our frontal lobe so our mm. frontal lobe is our forehead you know where the forehead yes, yes, part yes. of your brain is yeah that's the part of your brain that is responsible for what we call executive functions mm. so executive functions are those things that help you to make good decisions okay to think through consequences okay to uh you know kind of be practical and logical and all that stuff like you know if i hit this guy this well, is going to happen yeah i could go to jail or yes. if i do shoot someone you know so so that part of the brain does not work effectively yep. when our amygdala gets hijacked okay ah uh, yes okay so you know what i'm saying so because yes. we go with what feels 
good. So it, it feels good to tell off my boss. Yes. I'm going to tell off my boss. I'm not thinking about the consequences, right? You're just going so, to tell off your yeah. boss. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so that, then you get in trouble. So uh, I'm, I'm uh, coming at this because I, I used to teach anger management for years in the justice okay. system. And this is what ended up happening is I started to see a pattern where a lot of the people I work with, uh-huh. they said, you know what? I know right from wrong. I know I shouldn't yell and scream at my kids. I know I shouldn't yell at my boss. I know I shouldn't be, you know, uh, isolating myself in my room and doing these things. Yes. But when I get overwhelmed with stress and anxiety and these kinds of things, then these things I, end I, up. I, yeah. I end up doing these things, and oh. then later I feel bad. Why did I do this stuff? And okay. I shouldn't have done it. And it, you know, I should have thought through it. But the the fact of the matter is that if we don't pay attention to our arousal cues in the moment, our amygdala gets hijacked. We do the flight, fight, freeze thing. We end up getting in trouble, and we we uh, regret it. Vibes. So 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 it it becomes over time. It can become habitual, which mm-hmm. means that. It becomes a habit. So sometimes, you know, you've heard people have a short fuse. Yes. Right? So you get so used to reacting a certain way in a certain situation. Yes. That if it looks like a similar situation. You're already you triggered. Just over, yeah, you get triggered. See, that's the word. So you yeah. get triggered and you go right back to the same behavior. So this is really oh. hard when, when I'm working with people to actually, they know that they don't want to be this person they don't okay. they know and it's not just anxiety i'm talking about people because we were going to talk about addictions too it's the same process right correct yes so, Let's so, go ahead uh so in the in it's the same situation so if i feel at the time that you know what i, I just need a drink like i'm so stressed i'm so anxious like i just need a drink to settle down if yes. that becomes my habit in my thinking that the only way I can relax is if I have a nice cold beer, which is, yes. you know, under normal circumstances, that's fine. Yeah. But if that is my dependency, if if I tell my brain the only way I can relax is if I drink a beer. Then you've already command. You've given it the command settings. You said that's right. Never that's function right. unless this is in there. Exactly. exactly. Okay. So that's that's a difference between a psychological addiction. And, and a physiological addiction and a physiological addiction is a chemical addiction so the the substance that we're taking whether it's drugs or alcohol okay. or whatever the hell we're taking it could even be a prescription medication that's okay. what a lot of people don't understand let me scale back let me scale you back yeah, let sure. me scale you back so i love it i love it i love it love yeah. it i yeah. want see uh the confines of our houses. A lot of us have been locked in for seven months, for six months. We've been home and it's triggered a lot of things, a lot of emotions. A lot of people are really questioning their future. It's very uncertain at some, at some point. Now, some people have have found uh, uh, drugs and alcohol. Like you said, this yeah. uh, consoling stuff. This yeah. They numb their pain. Hoping. Alcohol, Hoping. yeah. And the abuse has got so bad. Like you said, they're depending on alcohol right now to function. They're depending on narcotics, even prescription medicine. What yeah. causes people to seek these things and not the alternative that keeps, uh, like, to help them handle stuff? What makes this an easy alternative? So, so uh, like, first of all, I started off studying sociology because I think that 
there's a lot of societal influences okay. that that impact the way we think. Mm-hmm. And now I got into psychology, so I see things from sort of a multi-level perspective. Correct. So, so you know, like ours in our society, still, even though people talk about mental health and stuff, it's still there's a lot of shame. Yes. Still a lot of stigma. People yeah. still don't feel comfortable saying, "Hey, I got a, a mental, mental issue." Yeah. No one says this, right? Okay, so, yes. and 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 people discriminate against people for jobs and things yes. like that because it. But it is a disability. This is the thing. It is a disability to have a mental illness, and so if people feel that it's just not cool, especially youth, right? Yes. Like, how many youth are going to say, "Oh yeah, it's cool to say I have a mental illness." It's just not cool. Yeah. Right. So when you're younger, you want to fit in. Absolutely. And you want to show people that you know what. I'm not an outsider. Yes, exactly. And 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 a lot of kids, they uh, and it's there's actually a chemical reason for it. Okay. Uh, when our brain is developing, okay. we there's a there's a natural neuro there's a neurotransmitter in our brain. It's called dopamine. Okay. And that and dopamine is sort of um, uh, it's a risk taking behavior. It's okay. A co- compulsion to do certain things. And when we're younger. We have more of the substance in our brain, like we have hormones running through our system, correct? And and we want to be risk takers. We want to, uh, you know, experience things and, yes. and feel things and, and, and yeah, have that sensory experience, right? Which is what we people get from drugs and alcohol. That buzz, stimulation, that buzz, yes. That exactly right. And who doesn't like that? But when you're when you're younger, yeah. um, people like to compete, right? Like Very. a lot of kids, kids who say, hey, you know. Uh, like uh, I can, uh, you know, win. Uh, I can, you know, take you down. I can drink you. Uh, under oh, the table. drink you, yes, yes. You know, like peer pressure, yeah, yeah. And you know, this kind of stuff. And and kids are experimental at that age, and they're, they're, they're de- their brains are still developing, and that's the okay. thing. Our brains continue to de- develop until about the age of twenty-two years old. Mm. So 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 you know when when young people they're still kind of immature they're still trying to to figure it out uh, figure it out and so that's why it's even more dangerous for youth to start getting hooked onto this kind of stuff. Talking um, about hook, talking about hook, Miss Spirit. Yeah. I'm I'm pacing you. Talking yeah, about yeah, hook, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hooked, which means to me in my layman's language addiction. What is addiction? How do you know what addiction is? So that you know some people don't yeah. know they are addicted to things. Yeah. What describe addiction to us, <clears throat> so, and what are the symptoms? Yeah, so addiction is a compulsion to mm. do something, where where it's a need. It's not just a want anymore. It becomes yes. a need. And there's two types of addictions. One is a psychological addiction. Okay. And one is a physiological addiction. Okay. So so the psychological addiction is your your brain. You're telling your brain. You're programming your brain. Correct. Uh, to say that you know what, um, I've had a long day at work. I need a drink. Or okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out with my colleagues and I'm gonna go for drinks. Like that. That's um. Like it's an automatic thought. We okay. call it automatic thoughts that happen, and it's a repetitive thought that it becomes almost ingrained in our brain. Okay. And it's not just from our own thinking. This is societal influences. Okay. This is the people we hang out with. Yes. It's it's everything combined, right? So yes, uh, it's it's a combination of our our psychological makeup and the environmental factors. Okay. That are impacting the way that we we appraise things and we perceive things. Okay. But after a while, those habits become 
you know, second nature. Like, we, like mm. for example, let's say, let's say cigarette smoking. Correct. Cigarette smoking, for sure, you get a buzz from from the the nicotine and the tobacco, Correct. and you and you get that little bit of a buzz or whatever. But you also, it's it's an automatic thought. So if you've had a stressful day, it calms you, you just, down. You just automatically, you don't even think about it. You just pull out the cigarette, and it's in your hand. It's your hand. It's just magically in your hand. You don't tell your brain. Oh, I'm gonna take out. <laughs> yes, I, I'm gonna hate it. It's an yeah, automatic. It's it right there. Automatic response. So this is, those are habits, and so habits can be changed. This is a thing. Habits how? How? Can, habits are hard. I have some habits I can't change. Habits are very well. See, there you go. You you've just proven the number one principle that I I have to deal with all the time with my clients. What is it? When when you say the word can't. Uh huh. I would argue that's almost an addiction because oh, okay. the, the, the word can't, uh-huh. if you keep telling yourself, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't handle it, I can't, okay. I can't. If you use the word can't over and over again, what do you think is going to happen? You're telling, you're limiting yourself. No, but why are you limiting yourself? You, you, you end up manifesting that reality. Okay, because what we do is we brainwash ourselves to believe okay. that we really can't do something. Mm. Like how do, how does low self esteem start? It starts when people say, you know what, I, I suck. I'm so stupid. I'm such an idiot. I yes. If you keep going down on yourself constantly, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to feel any better about yourself? No, he's going to kill your spirit. Exactly, and then if it becomes programmed after a while. It's an automatic thought, and you get used to thinking that way. And in uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is the area I specialize in, we okay. call this co- cognitive distortions. Uh, so cognitive, cognitive distortions, distortions okay. are okay. the way we think about things that uh, the way we think about reality is distorted. Mm. And there are a lot of these things that we do without even thinking about it. Because it's been programmed over a period over of time. Over a period of time. So some some habits have to shift. Some old traditions, some yes. way of... You have to shift the path of how you used to think. But it starts with thinking, right? So yes. everything... I believe truly that a lot of things... Well, most things are learned. Yes. Um, I used to just purely believe everything was learned because I was more of a sociologist. But now that I've, I've been studying psychology, I've been studying genetics, I've been studying... Uh, you know, personality and stuff like that. There are some things that we're born with, obviously. Yes. But most things can be changed. Mm. Most th- most things really can be... Like, think about it. Ten years ago, or even five years ago, were you different than you are now? Very. Very different. Very yeah, different. because beliefs can change, values can, can change. change. And, okay. and why does it change? Because you experience different stuff, right? You, you yes. talk to different people and... Sure. You know what I like is that you talk to different people, you you interact with different people, and so the more you learn and grow, okay. your brain changes too. So we have what's called uh, it's called neurogenesis, okay, and that means that our brain is constantly making new wires and connections in our head, okay, and we're learning throughout our lifetime. But the most amount of rapid neurogenesis is happening as we're youth. Yes. And we're going through our developmental stages. And that's why it's so dangerous when youth and when kids get involved with this kind of stuff. Ladies and... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That, because that's, that's the habits, right? 
Yes, that's habits what that's what and those habits are hard to break. Ladies and gentlemen, Renita Puri all the way from the land of geese, Canada, today to talk about anxiety, PTSD, depression, addiction, and we're going to talk a little we're going to take a little break, a uh, little 10 minute break. We're going to come back with Miss Puri to give you more information and resources and things that will help you. especially at this time where we have forest fires smoke in the air corona covid what else is there miss puri what else is going on what isn't there what isn't there <laughs> i feel like we're playing this like an apocalypse bingo apocalypse bingo yeah. it's fire today and this tomorrow and so we're i'm trying to use this platform at this moment with miss puri who she's a healing mom to help you guys find resources on how to handle this tough situations better we'll be right back Ladies and gentlemen, we're back again after a break. I'm here with my amazing friend Miss Puri all the way from Canada. Canada And thank we you. And we were today debunking a lot of stereotypes of what goes on in our society right now. But before I get on that part, let me ask Miss Puri five fun questions. Tell us three fun things you've done this week, this past week. Three fun things. Yes. Well, uh I Well, I don't know how fun this is, but I went to get my nails done today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, and, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm getting my hair colored tomorrow, so okay. I'm doing some self-care pampering this week. But uh-huh. I also had a, a major assignment due for school, okay. so I had to do that. And I just did a couple of actually, I did a couple of virtual support groups. I've been getting a lot of calls lately okay. from organizations because. People are scared to like get you know, managers and employers getting their staff back in. Yes. To, after COVID-19. So okay. not just the staff are scared to go back to work, but the actual like the managers and administrators are yes. are worried about safety and and how they're going to manage all the stuff. So I've been doing a lot of these virtual support groups now, which I never thought I would be doing. But is it dope? Years. Do you like it? I I I prefer in person to be quite honest with you but I see that this is the way of the future like okay. everything is super online <laughs> and everything I'm I'm actually going to like use this as a segue to talk about the some of the resources I sent you Oh yeah talk about it talk about it I I, I feel like our society is is totally gone virtual I mean after COVID-19 Correct. I think there's more so an appetite and appreciation for technology Okay and I one of those people who really believes in technology um a lot and okay. now it's super easy so there's actually a lot of apps so we were starting okay. to talk about addiction we talked about yes. anxiety we talked about yes. things so let's go to addiction let's go back to addiction correct yeah so there's some um uh, psycho ed apps so if yes. you go to your apple store okay. you can download some a uh, good mindfulness based stress reduction so that's sort of helping you to relax calm okay. down regulate yeah. your emotions because remember when when your amygdala gets hijacked yeah. the only thing you can do to restore function to your frontal lobe to your executive functions is to calm your nervous system down That's okay extremely important important yes so, why is it important otherwise you cannot think right so all the uh, blood flow all the okay. blood flow goes to your limbic system it, it, uh, it, so you, you actually end up cutting off your thinking uh, your reasoning process so so you're not able to think through making decisions or anything Correct. like that so what what we need to do is the first thing is to regulate our breathing 
Yes. So breathing is essential. Oxygen is essential to think clearly. Yes. And I cannot stress enough how important oxygen is. So, you know, if you think about it, if you go outside for fresh air, Correct. you can think a little bit better than if you're in a in a closed, confined space for hours at a time. Like imagine it being really... Okay, go ahead. Can, go you, ahead. can you imagine it being really humid inside your house? And, and you have nowhere to go. Like, let's say a jail cell, right? Where Correct. people are not getting any fresh air. Correct. Um, your thinking is going to be warped. Correct. You're, you're not going to be able to think clearly. So, so getting outside, also trees. Trees are really important. Trees okay. or plants or any kind of natural, because they produce oxygen, right? Trees and yes. plants produce oxygen. Correct. So the the more you spend time with nature, which makes sense, the more which you're inhaling. Yeah, yes. you're going to feel calmer. Okay. And speaking of that, like my yes. ro- my room is green. Okay, so I can't... <laughs> Full of plants. Green okay. is uh-huh. really critical. Calming, calming. It, it's calming, but it's also, think about it, as it's natural to our species to... to um, Gravitate have, towards this. Yeah, yes. because we belong in the forest. We belong Correct. in the jungle. Nature. And so, so, so having the green around you, having the plants around you. Yes. Eating lots of green vegetables because they yes. are high in oxygen. High fiber, all these good things. Yes. All those things. And water. Water Water has oxygen atoms in it. So these Correct. things are important. The more you ingest that in your system, the more you're going to think clearly. And, and that's going to help to calm your nervous system down. So so the reason why I was just sort of segueing into that is that there's a few apps that I would highly recommend. Um, there's so many of them. But one, um, the American Psychological Association came up Correct. with, they, they talked about three, they did a review on three different virtual apps that therapists Correct. found were very helpful for their clients. Mm-hmm. And one of them is called San Vanello. And Send so, Vanello. Yeah, okay. so I've sent you the link for that. So maybe you can share that. And then yeah, ladies all... and gentlemen, I'll post it after the show. Yeah, there's one called Mood Tools, and uh, there's one called Calm. So there's a few different ones that that are really helpful. Yeah, can Hello? you hear me? Yeah, I can hear yeah. you now. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'll post yeah, it under so the you... under the bio under the description. I'll post it there. Yeah, and then and then there's also some training that I think is important for us all to take. So, okay. You know how there's first aid training, Correct. CPR training. Well, there's also mental health first aid training, and okay. I, I, I'm a trained uh, trained uh, instructor in that. But I think that more people in the pu- public should actually get trained. Well, uh, in, what in is, mental? What is mental health first aid? It's like regular first aid with band aids and everything and just ointment and everything exactly it? it's a good way of thinking about it so, okay. so the thing is that most people just think about if you get injured as a physical injury, injury okay but it's um there's there's mental health injuries right. that happen right so okay. there's yes. people who are also there's another training called assist which i think more people should get trained in just like okay. cpr and first aid so assist uh, wh- is applied suicide intervention skills Okay. Training and the other one is mental health first aid. So, for example, if somebody, let's say you 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 see signs and symptoms uh, that somebody is uh, having some suicidal thoughts, okay, and suicidal ideation, then yes. how would you engage with that person? How would you 
you know, try to refer them to the right resources. You know, how mm. would you help that person? So there are some skills as people in the public that we should all know. We should, we should all in. know to protect people because That's now. That's right. Yes. Because mental, mental health right now is is massive especially now with the conditions that have been there since covid started that is not that's, that's not something you want to neglect right now but uh, you mentioned something um scaling back a little bit you said there's a difference between uh suicide what suicide mm-hmm. suicidal ideation and, and- yes and suicidal thoughts was it thoughts Well, that's the same. So, like, uh, ideation means having uh, the ideas. So you you start mm. thinking about it. But there's a, there's a lot of people who might Vibes. say, you know what, I'm feeling depressed. Some people just talk like that. Like, you know, I'm feeling just depressed. talking. Yeah. You know what? I just wish I would just go away. I, yeah. I you know, I life sucks. Uh, you uh-huh. know, I just want to die. Like, okay. some people talk like that, and then you know, but we can't just ignore that. Because sometimes there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pain there, right? Okay. And sometimes yes. people want to be recognized. And sometimes, Correct. you know, having those conversations, engaging with people who are having those thoughts, it's really important that we do that mm. uh, for, for each other, right? Correct. Because, that's, that's being your yeah. brother's keeper. And then some people start planning, actually making plans. Okay. Then you know, this is more serious. This then is not this is now, that's the escalation, thinks. right? Yeah, when they're actually starting to make plans about when I'm gone, you know, I want to leave behind this thing, and and it, they start talking about as if they've already gone, mm. and you know, so so when you take these trainings, and I encourage everybody out there who can, you know, take these trainings because they're really essential, just like first aid, just like CPR. Anything yep. can happen at any time, and it's good to be armed with those skills. Yes, to know how to intervene. It shouldn't just be the frontline workers who are working the hospital. Absolutely, thing, things like this happen every all day the on time. The yes, exactly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, today we're speaking about mental health, PTSD, addiction. We're talking about anxiety. We're talking about everything that a lot of people are going through right now. Finding solutions—that's what we're here about. Uh, Miss Puri, I want to ask you something because uh, this is this has happened to me personally. I've recovered. Uh, I used to have a mental injury, and a lot of people don't recover from mental injuries or something that happened to you, and this brings PTSD, un un uh, un uh, unattended PTSD, untreated PTSD. Tell us what PTSD is, and how does it affect yeah. people out here? So I just want to clarify: Do you, did you have a mental uh, uh, injury, or did you have a acquired brain injury? That's an ABI. Tell me what's the difference. Please. Well, well, a, a, a brain injury is an org- like your brain no, 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 no. Okay, no, my head was fine. No, there's nothing oh, broken okay. in there. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that that is something, right? Like, okay. Because there are organic things that happen. Like if I fell down, yeah, or I got into a car accident and Correct. I hit my head. Okay. And there is a, or if I'm playing football or a sport or something, there was a great movie called Concussion. Correct. You should watch it, by the way, but. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The one by uh, the, you know about I mean? the football player. Yeah, exactly. The one, yeah, it, yeah. it changes people's personality. Correct. It makes people depressed. These things can happen with Correct. an acquired brain injury, but then there is also people who've experienced uh, emotional trauma. Correct. Okay, so it's not a physical injury to the brain, but there is an emotional injury based on something terrible that's happened. 
to them maybe in childhood it could be during war it could war be in the army like, yes before we serve vets it could be any kind of relationships uh, per- personal, yeah, yeah. Work. and there's also a trauma called vicarious trauma what is Vicari- that vicarious trauma is if it didn't directly happen to you but it happened to someone else but you're kind of experiencing that trauma with them mm. so you're vicariously yes yes exactly and this is actually particularly for anyone who's in the helping profession like myself right because sometimes we're hearing some stories that are are very hard to hear and it just weighs down on you you feel like they've left you with an emotional baggage yeah because you know some people um you know empathy is a great thing right. empathy is and your ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes but right. some of us like including myself right. have this issue that that's what makes me great as a clinician but it is also what's my downfall right. is that i can feel i can feel what people tell me because okay. i can i can almost visualize what they're saying to me and okay. actually it really hurts because when you have like a really visual crazy, of what really happened on the ground yeah and you it have a you soft off. heart yes yeah, and, and you you're a caring person it hurts you and yes so that might uh kind of mess you up after you talk to the person too right like so so if you're if you are going through that with right. someone else that's yeah. like vicarious trauma. Right. Or if it's someone you love, let's say you someone you really love went through this terrible thing. Correct. Let's say somebody's sister got raped or god knows what happened. Yes. That 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 is very traumatic for you even though it didn't happen to you. Okay. It is still traumatic for you. Okay. So that's vicarious trauma. So basically uh PTSD as you were talking about that means post traumatic stress disorder. disorder yes. Means, yeah, so because in in the moment let's say there's somebody who like there's a soldier in war and you know at the time you just you're a machine. You just got to be a robot and do your thing and you're trained to to shoot and duck and do you know all the stuff that you're trained to do in in the army, right? Right. Okay. But but you're you're not really processing what's going on at that time. Yes. Like it, it there's just a lot happening. Correct. And when you're in the, um in the middle of stress and anxiety and all the stuff that's going on, we we are just going through it because mm-hmm. you know like we're running away from the saber tooth tiger. We're we're just just going through it. We're not processing what happens so when people experience grief when people experience trauma that's when everything stops like mm-hmm. when there is that you know finally oh my gosh like that was ridiculous that was ridiculous happen. right there yes yeah and and it's just a lot of people don't know how to grieve it's it's a very difficult thing like when someone dies for example correct um and and, and everybody just, moans differently everybody some people everyone, cry some people just don't show emotion at all But you know what that that's an interesting thing that you bring up and I would love to do a show with you just on grief and loss one day. We will do that. We will do that. Because, Absolutely. Because the way that people grieve yes. it, it could be cultural. You okay? It could be a social Re- thing like like religion? I, I mean, religion? It, it yeah, so these are all social things, but social they're things. constructs. They're not natural necessarily. Right. Okay. So the thing is like for example, let's say people say oh well men don't cry. Well, that that's that's crap. That's right? it. That's that, a that, bad that's assumption. Not, that yeah, and the thing is that it's wrong. It's wrong for a society to say men should be tough and take it 
and just hold in their emotions. I mean, right. that's wrong. I mean, that's cruel. Okay. Right. The point is, if you're sad, you're sad, and and you should be allowed to freely express how you feel. Okay. And if you don't, it causes psychological disorders. Right. So if you are not grieving, if you are trying to suck it up and be responsible for everyone else, you delay your grief. Yes, and that becomes complicated grief, and right. then a lot of, um, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of empathy for men, especially, okay, you know, for this very reason because I see societal, I see yes, societal pressures for men to just suck it up, be tough, be a man, hold it in, and, and what, and then they bought it up, is, and yes. a lot of men. They, they, women too, but a lot of men gravitate towards alcohol and drugs right. and, and, and this kind of stuff because that is acceptable for some reason for them to do that. Correct. But not necessarily to talk about their pain. To process it, to heal from it. Yeah, but it is changing though. I yes. have to say that this, doing better. there is progress. There's progress being made. Okay. And women also need to support men yes. and not put them down and say that, oh, you're not a man. What kind of man are you, you know, if you, you know, are crying and this kind of stuff. Correct. That is wrong for mm. women to do that to men. And it's wrong for men to, you know, have this kind of uh, uh, stereotype ingrain that so it's kind of like an internalized uh societal problem what what are some of the ways which are acceptable in a good way that this is the way you approach and talk to somebody who has ptsd well i mean the biggest thing is is you know their bubble right so yes um everyone is uh we call it social location so social location okay means all the social conditions that you have as a person like you tell me about yourself then okay so you're you you have a specific culture that says this is how you should behave in this kind of situation correct but you're also living in like your culture is not just you know where you were born your culture is where you're living now correct right yes it's also where you work it's also the people you hang out with it's it's also what you see on tv so if there's like hundreds of different <laughs> different you know, things like that feed yeah. what do you feed your brain what do you feed your system so your brain is trying to understand well what should i think and how should i feel okay so it, it becomes more confusing yes right so yeah. because there's so many and what do you do when it's at odds right so for example I was born in Canada. Correct. My my family was uh, you know from India. Okay. So uh, you know I I I look at things from a Canadian way. Correct. I look at things from an Indian w- cultural way. Okay. Uh, but you know India culture is changing here it's multicultural. Correct. I I I'm talking to you you're in the states like I mean, <laughs> I, you know the different, and then the different I'm studying, of it. Yeah, and I'm studying different things in school. So I, there's so many influences. And the thing is, you have to decide for you what makes sense. So I would never judge anyone. Right. Because people can only do 
the best that they, they can could with what they can with what knowledge and resources, resources that are around them can. correct and if they don't have the resources they don't have the support systems correct they don't have those things they can't just say hey i'm just gonna do whatever i want to do no nope. because that's from a place of privilege exactly you know? if you don't have privilege in society when i say privilege and i'm okay. gonna actually segue into the whole abuse thing because okay. Privilege and power is what makes abuse happen. All kinds of abuse, whether we're talking about relationships, like just one-on-one relationships, or we're talking about the government on the people, we're talking about workplaces. So inequality. Everything is about power and control. Correct. So, So the thing is that we are all trying to coexist. Correct. In, in a situation and some some of us ha- are born into this world I think we talked about this last time with certain privileges that right. meaning that we didn't earn it the way the way society has been dissected and the cards were handed to different people and yeah, we, yeah different like, different cause different people the only problem is I think as a society we are we are struggling to understand that all cards were not meant to be the same yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, where it depends on where you're born, yes. right? Like, let's say you grew up in a rural community versus an uh, urban city. Correct. You're gonna have more access if you're in an urban city to ha- to hospitals, to healthcare, to you know resources, as opposed to a rural place where you know what I mean. Like, there's maybe one hospital. <laughs> it's crazy. Huge, you know, like, how are you gonna get help? Right? I know, I and, know. And, and or like if you can't speak English and how, you're a new immigrant, you? Correct. you know what I'm saying? So there's some people who just have more access to power. Correct. Because they have knowledge, education, skills. Correct. Correct. You know, and then they're born into maybe a certain class or caste or whatever. Whatever it is, so, yes. So whatever it is, so so that is that is a social location. But remember, things can change. Just like Correct. habits, we talked about habits before. Correct. So my social location can change. Maybe I was born into a poor family, mm-hmm. but you know what? Maybe uh, you can change the circumstances. Life, yes. I, I was able to, you know, I I I was able to somehow go to school. I was Correct. able to somehow find support and Correct. social support, and I was able to get a scholarship. And maybe I'm I'm working, and maybe I'm making more money, and maybe I'm middle class. So, I mean, some things can change. We call it social mobility, but some things can't, you know, I'm not going to use the word can't, but it's harder. It's harder. harder It's more. Never use the word can't. Can't, can't. You have talked to me today. Never use the word can't. It's evil. It is a pure evil word. Okay. Uh, And there's a lot of other words like don't, should. I can't. Yes. Those are very definitive, extreme cognitive distortions. They're words that, when you say them over and over again, they become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Correct. Okay. So from the individual level, um, whether you're a victim or a perpetrator of violence, and I'm saying when I say violence, I don't mean just physical violence. Okay. I'm saying that if I want to have more power over someone in a situation, yes, I might, let's say, be emotionally manipulative. Correct. I might, you know, threaten them or intimidate them or say something. So it's not necessarily physical. Okay. 
But in that situation where I have that kind of power over someone else, there's two there's two things. One thing is it's important to know not all perpetrators of violence know that they're doing that. Okay. Why is that? Because it becomes a habit. They get used to it. Yeah, because maybe you've always been a bully. Let's say you were always a bully. You, you that's just what you do. You, yeah. you don't even realize that you're being a bully. Because right? no one ever tells you that you're a bully. You don't know the consequences of your actions. Well, even if someone tells you, you don't pay any attention to it. <laughs> Yo, Miss Fury, right? Miss Fury, we're going to take yeah. another little break. Yeah, sure. Five minutes, we're coming back to talk about bullying. I'm yeah. going to talk about the second point that you are yeah. getting into. Okay, is that cool? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. You got the information. My head is hot. I can't even say <laughs> can't no more. All right, talk to you guys in two. All right. We're back again with General Mutombo Uncut Podcast. And we have my amazing friend all the way from Canada, the, the land of geese. And we're here debunking questions, debunking um, stereotypes of things that are going on in our society, in our community. And we, in this particular segment, want to break down and debunk stereotypes that are that so, surround grief, moaning. Yeah, but before I say that, you know, you're talking about stereotypes, but then you keep saying I'm from the land of geese. I mean that. that no, geese is a joke for mine. Itself. I like the joke. It's it's not stereotyping. Your geese are so angry. I was there once, and they oh, chased me more than the ostriches in Africa. That point, is real you stuff. Prove my point. So if you experience something once, can you judge? <laughs> can you judge a situation by a one? Wanted <laughs> you, but you know what? You prove my point. That's what people do all the time. You know, it's but what I'm doing is I'm just joking. I, I know promise. you're joking, but you know what? What you're saying, right. there's always a grain of truth, and this is what happens. Correct. So let's Correct. say I go to a country, or if I experience a bad uh, relationship or a situation with someone who Correct. happens yeah. to be from yes. a, a specific background or culture, I might start yes. saying, you know, all those kind of people. This is how they are, and that that's this is how where they stereotypes think. come from. Yes, no? and stereotypes stereotypes uh, can be good and can be bad, but either way, stereotypes are the the way when they were created, when they were thought of, when they came into people's uh, brain thought process. I, I don't think they came for a good reason. And a lot of people don't use stereotypes for a good reason. So hopefully, people who listen to us and people who are tuning in, I hope if you go through this path, if you're not a comedian, <laughs> you have to be you have to be aware. Who no, you're I think to. it's important you're what you bring up because stereotypes are are normal. Correct. They're they're like um, they happen, right? So of course, yes, they happen. Because we're talking about trauma today, and the thing is, if you've had a, a, a bad experience. Like I Correct. was bullied in school, and you know there were a certain type of people who used to bully me. I mean, as I grew up, I I started to okay. realize that it wasn't all those kind of people who do that. It is, uh, you know, uh, you know there can be bullies in every race, every culture, every uh, situation, right? But Correct. but Correct. Um, you know when you are a young person or when you are somebody who who has a lack of experience interacting with a diverse group of people, then you are right. going to stereotype. That is that's our default mode, and it is a primitive part of our brain. Again, remember 
when we are in the flight fight freeze situation that we were talking about earlier we, yes. we develop these stereotypes because our primitive brain needs to categorize information quickly we we need oh, okay. to, we need to label things and figure out what to do quickly and they become habits mm. that's what we've been talking about today is that habits correct habits come, habit forms habits yes. are stereotypes habits are ways of thinking ways of being and yes. and they condition the way that we grieve the way that we process information so everything okay. is really a habit when you mm. when you drill down to it And so in order to even break the bonds of uh hate, you know, because I think what's really pressing in this world right now is there's a lot of hate. And a lot of startup hate media, I, I, there's a lot. There, there's a there's lot of competition and 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 this is also learned. This is also a habit that's learned because our society is very competitive. And yes. and people don't think as much about collaboration. Not everybody, of course. Again, that would be a stereotype. Yes. But there there are more pressures to say, you know what, I'm doing better than you are, and right. I got the promotion, not you. And there there's a lot of like this competition, you know, right. and and right. Uh, that's not how uh, things should be because that's a state of stress. Always, we're in a state of anxiety and stress because we feel. We need to do better. We need to be somewhere else that we're not right now. And I spoke. Yeah. I spoke to a friend of. I spoke to a friend of mine in England. We were talking about the happiest countries in the world, and a lot of them. A lot of them. And he was talking about countries that fall in Europe, somewhere close to Jamaica, very good islands. I'm like in the islands of Barbados. Mm-hmm. They are very happy people, yet they are being whipped by hurricanes every year. How are these people who have mm-hmm. frequent blackouts? Yeah. smiling so widely yeah. and i'm realizing um i'm realizing like happiness and productivity they're two good relatives <laughs> but they not they not they they don't get along all the no. time they're not meant to get along all the time uh, and 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 i feel like there are certain races or certain demographics of people uh, who have been like the blame You know, like how uh, our president is like blaming mm-hmm. the people, like passing, like making people feel like your incapacity, your limitations were not—they are man-made. Mm-hmm. And the people who created these problems are these guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In in Africa, we had a, a, a um, um, in Uganda back in the seventies. There was a really ruthless general. His name was Idi yes. Amin, and he made Idi Amin made some. Um, the majority of of Ugandans think the muslims that the christians are the ones and the pakistani and the asians he kicked them out of the country the ones who were stealing from him it happened in zimbabwe with uh, president mugabe three years ago it happened in rwanda when they had that genocide and i'm seeing it all over the world chechnya when the they had that uh, uh, that uh, fight between the muslims and the christians mm-hmm. and i'm looking i'm looking like it's more of blame passing yeah. we're passing like a baton and and as a people when we start realizing that It's the hierarchy mm. of capitalism. Mm. It's not us. It's not me who's affected you not going to school. It's not me who's causing you PTSD or like you said the stereotype of going through one experience and you just want to plaster it through everything else. And you know you hit on something so important and that's the sad thing is that the people who are above that cr- that kind of maintain these historical structures and right. this systemic oppression that we all experience I mean like we're fighting amongst the, ourselves. 
and right. and and they're up there you know keeping these policies and 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 you know keeping these things in place and that's what right. we need to dismantle we need right. to uh, come together as uh, communities around the world uh, anyone who's oppressed any form of oppression you know right. and try to work together to dismantle that systemic oppression so you right. hit on something uh, very important there but in order to do that though first of all we need to uh, use our own psychology we need to reflect and think about all the stuff that we've been conditioned to believe and think and feel and kind of understand that hate is learned racism is learned sexism is learned all of these things are learned and they're learned right. to keep people the way they are even men are men are oppressed because they are forced to be conditioned to think they have to be tough and suck it up and all those things that we're talking about and right. and so all of these kinds of social things is is wrong now you also talked about resilience in in communities where people don't have a lot but they're happy right. and that's because when you said pr- productivity productivity it's how we define productivity so if Correct. i think it's a productive use of my time to spend time with my kids and my family and people i love to me that's productive right, right. for Correct. someone else it might be productive to just work all the time and make a lot of cash uh yes <laughs> or you know so it depends on your priorities right so there's always a subjective uh, yes. re- we're always living in a subjective reality and an objective Correct. reality and uh, and uh, as as being uh, as being um um an event curator i've realized this as well whether we're doing photo shoots for models whether i'm participating in some and any type of event i'm curating for down of downtown seattle i'm realizing that people whose abundance mindset comes from things and i want the fanciest you know what i'm saying arena and uh, this is how i'll feel big and there are people who just feel big within themselves and they don't need that external validation but that's a conversation for another podcast cuz that's too deep yeah i mean but hey, yeah, hey, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> yo, as deep as you want but i'm telling yeah. i'm trying to get I'm, we're going to heal the community man i appreciate you being on the show again you know this you you already have a visa to this so anytime you want to pull up thank you. thank you again for your input you don't know how much gold you leave here and who you inspire and who you impact I have a lot of friends from Sri Lanka who listen to this. Malaysia, Dubai, England, Johannesburg. These people got to know that I cannot talk about geese when I go to Canada. I got to talk about stuff like the best food in Canada. What's the best food in Canada right now? Well, there's a lot of things. It's a multicultural place. But I would say that we have a really um, good, um, you know, East Indian food is, of course, really popular here. But also West yes. Indian food. We have a lot of people from the Caribbean uh, here in Toronto. So we have yeah. really good food and we got a lot of French food, right? In Montreal and right. Quebec, we have poutine, yeah. we have croissants, we have lots of yummy food. Uh you should yes. come visit sometime and and yeah, I am yeah, coming. Yeah, I'm uh, come I'm waiting north, for corona, right? you know. Um, I'm waiting for corona to leave. But uh but one thing I want to leave um you know your listeners with is that Please. I would be more than like I want to tailor these conversations to what people want to know about, what people want to talk about. and i want to be responsive so i sort of leave it out to everyone is that if you want to have um 
any listeners uh, ask specific questions to me as, that'll as be a very good that'll be you know, very good uh, very know, good hopefully yes. they can roll in those questions we can do Q&A sessions and we're going to have correct, you do correct. that so I, I'm an open book I, I love to help people Please. it's my passion in life correct so, so where can they find you online uh, they can find me on, on Facebook on LinkedIn okay. on Twitter okay. on Instagram I'm 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 always there and then people can send them okay. to you I guess you know like because vibes yes right on the page yeah exactly and then it would be good to write get us some a review on, on on the podcast and, and sort Correct. of what people think and if people have any Correct. suggestions right yeah yeah guys when you listen just don't listen just subscribe drop a review like give us something that we can work with towards the future because then you tell us what you want to know and the questions you have yeah Yeah. i have a lot of guests yeah Yeah. correct correct awesome well thank you so much again for having me on the show i appreciate it. you're welcome you're welcome so much thank you miss puri have a great weekend stay safe it's really smoking seattle so wear your your face mask i call them the face I'm about here. to come. You know I'm about. I swear, to. when they open the borders, I'm gonna pull up. But you know, the borders are still closed because you guys are terrified of us. Yeah, right we, now. we're very we're, terrified of you guys for sure. You're terrified. <laughs> you think we make we, we make really rookie health mistakes, uh, and and you guys are you're more protective. So are, you're waiting for us to make. Perfect. Yeah, but we'll be there. I promise you. As soon as this border is open, we'll pull up. Awesome, awesome. Okay, you take. Thank care. you so much. Night, Have a great day. Great. Bless up. Bye. Thank you too, family. All right, bye bye. Vanna in a dance style. My love you like manga. Better you give me some loving. See how far we can go. Imagine it be nice and something. But say me love you like manga. Better you give me some loving. See how far we can go. Imagine it be nice and something. Tell you what I want to need a minute of your time Look at me closely, come and I'll tell you no lie Won't compete with no other, where you feel like me not try Such a sweetie skin clean, well meant to clear up your signals Me love you like manga Better you give me some loving See how far we can go Imagine it be nice and something Me say me love you like mango I better you give me some loving See how far we can go Imagine it be nice and something Should I meet you first cause the rest of them did have a waste man vibes Can't believe how you're patient, intelligent and kind Quick suggestion, meet me at the clock halfway three stop light Make we jump on a bus down a town, we will show you my side We love you like manga, sure I better you give me some loving See how far we can go Imagine it be nice and something We say me love you like manga I better you give me some loving See how far we can go Imagine it be nice Feeling alright, honey, I just want to say it You mess with my mates But in the best way Giving me hope for the future Cause I
see how far we can go Imagine it be nice and something No say me love you like mango I better you give me some loving See how far we can go Imagine it be nice Imagine it feel nice ah, ah. Imagine it would feel nice mm-hmm. I love you like Me say you're sweet like And you just do it Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to General Matambo Uncut Podcasts. Now available on all platforms. Au revoir.